shakeup to the grid order we've gotten used to. The Bulls battle and Supermax is in full effect. This is Into the Chicane, a Formula One podcast. The Miami Grand Prix post-race edition. Brandon? Ooh, what a doozy. What the hell are you doing all the way over here? I don't know. I've decided to come from, uh, you know, behind the screen to in front of the screen. There we go. You know, just pick up the vibes a little bit, you know, get, we're, get a little more intimate. We're in complete vibe mode right now. It's Miami, baby. Bienvenido, Samiami, as one of the great scholars of our time once said. Um, how, the obvious question, how did you feel about this race? It was one of my favorite of the year. Same. You know, although the result was somewhat what we were kind of thinking was going to happen, you know, it was still, weren't sure. There was a, there was a few moments where we weren't sure what exactly was going to happen. There was yeah. a lot of probabilities, so I am pleasantly uh, fulfilled. There was that. a lot of good hype going into this race, um, you know, with the battle between Max and Checo, with the, the crazy grid order that we had. Um, and then I think... Like, I want to start off by saying that they did this right. Comparative to last year, the way the Miami Grand Prix started off, you know, like last year I thought was a shit show. The broadcast was atrocious. The The camera direction was terrible. This year we actually got really great direction. The event itself seemed like it was a lot better. There was less shots of us looking at, you know, background Random actors. Shots of the crowd, yeah, right? Yeah. Background actors in mermaid suits. Yeah. They stayed away from the goofy shit like the boats. You know, there was a couple shots of them. Yeah. Leave that for the people who are in attendance. We don't give a fuck about that. You know what I mean? They There was only one little blip on the radar when it came to um, camera direction, which was, other than this one issue, flawless. Like, the coverage of the race this year was really good. There was one time I noticed, uh, I think it was when Max was climbing up the field order, and he was passing Esteban Ocon, whoever was directing camera, went to an onboard of Max's car instead of, showing the on-track action. Yeah. And it was like, and he gets around Esteban Ocon. But all we saw was this weird, that weird, like, glowy sort of, like, uh, warp speed look of the, like, you know, the bird's eye view from, yeah, or not the bird's eye, but the... Sun flare of the... Yeah. yeah. Uh, and it was like, what? I, we couldn't even tell because yeah. there was nobody in front of him because he had already gone around. Other than that, um, 8.5, 9 out of 10 job that they did this week, or this this year at the Miami Grand Prix mostly comparative to how they did it last year. Um, the race itself, like we said, I think it was one of my favorites of the year so far. Definitely, uh, it was definitely up there. Yeah, it, um, a, lot of, a lot of really great movement, and that comes partly from, you know, like we said, the shakeup in, in the grid order, um, but also drivers who maybe, you know, shouldn't be where they were on paper, not, not giving up. You know, we had this, this crazy qualifying uh, which let's go over that real quick. Uh, so you have Sergio Perez taking pole, um, Alonso P2, but in Q3 of qualifying, Charles Leclerc doing Charles Leclerc shit, gripping the steering wheel a little too hard, going a little too hard over a drain cover. I don't know what they it have was, in, in Monaco. He hit the, the curb a little bit. Was uh, it the curb? It the, curb on yeah. the broadcast, they said it was a, a drain cover or something. Really? Yeah. Okay. So I don't know how they I don't know how they rid water in Monaco, but here in the United States we have drains, okay? We have drains and we have electrical wires that Gutters. hang above our heads. We don't have Tesla coils like they do, you know. I don't know who has Tesla coils or how they <laughs> We do things a little differently here in the States, okay? We got drainage covers and you need to watch out for them. And he decided to gun it on a drain cover, or maybe it was on the curb. 
but at the wrong point, and he spun. Man, if there wasn't that giant runoff area, Charles Leclerc could have been a DNF for the entire weekend because he was booking it. It was he went off in the same section he went off in qual or practice the day before, right? Yeah, yeah, it was the same corner. Yeah, it's. I mean, that's Charles Leclerc doing Charles Leclerc shit. Yeah. Um, and the the quote I saw was that he it was solely because he was pushing too hard. Like it was it was solely like self inflicted. It wasn't. Yeah, there was an issue with the car. I mean, there is something to be said because. I've seen some some analysis of like this era of car and the the, the he- heavy ground effects that they have and how small disruptions like that like a curb or whatever can cause the the cars to lose significant downforce and mm-hmm. then go out of control like Sainz had a similar thing um uh where was that uh a couple couple races ago um so you know maybe it's something to do with with the car to a degree, but at the same time, you know, Charles. It's it's like he's not adapting to the new reg way, yeah, or yeah. to their to their car this year. I mean, um, also you have to look at the time when it happened. Like he was already kind of behind, was needing to, he was trying to kind of make up some. He was all purple too. I don't know if he was on fast lap. Yeah, yeah he yeah, was so. he was gonna put that lap on pole, um, but he didn't. He ends up DNFing it, which in turn screws Max over. Max was on a flying lap, yeah. and Checo had already put up the fastest lap. So uh, they end up uh, DNFing the session. Max doesn't get to put in his final lap. Who knows what he would have put up? I think he might have even had a yellow sector. Yeah, No, it was his previous lap that he... Uh, he messed it up. Yeah, so, that, so that that's cool. why he needed the one more. Yeah, and uh, I saw a lot of people saying, uh, well, it was, you know, so Checo got lucky because he because if Max would have got his second lap in, then he would have... He would have gone on top. Well, oh, that's, that's not guaranteed. That's not guaranteed. And yeah. like you could say, maybe Max got unlucky, but I don't know if you could say Sergio that got because he did. He did he exactly in, what he had to do. He had to put in his first run. Really, you know, did really well right. and was able to just last through that red flag. So I think he did, he did awesome. So. He put in like a one twenty nine, and I don't think you know anybody was going much faster than that. It was a one twenty six. Oh shit! Yeah, it was only he was the only one to get. Uh, well, Charles, I mean, Charles was going purple, but look at what happened when he Charles pushed had it. a 126 in his second Q run, but it wasn't faster than Sergio's. Yeah. Who Q3, knows if you could so. have even gotten any quicker than that? Because look at what happened to Chuck when he put it, when it was, he was going all purple <laughs> yeah. and going even harder than that. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, so great. Checo starts on pole. A lot of excitement there because then we have the idea that with Max starting in the back, um, for ninth, starting from ninth. No, yeah, right. Yeah. I say in the back. He's starting from ninth. That uh, you know, there's not a whole lot of, from what we've seen from this track in the one previous year, there's not a whole lot of overtaking opportunity. So we thought. Yeah, last year was a little tough. It was just boring. Yeah, it was a boring well, race. This track, yeah. Um, so it, it looked like there was a chance that there wasn't going to be a lot of overtakes. Max was going to get stuck in the middle of the pack, um, potentially make his way up to second. There was and a. Then, Forty percent chance of rain. There was, yeah. So was that that was gonna maybe mix things up a bit. So uh, the i the the chance that Checo could win this race outright from pole, and being that at the time he was only six points back, all he needed to do was beat Max, and have Max not get fastest lap. Even if Max got second place and fastest lap, they would have been tied. But Checo, I I think it would have got a Checo because he has more wins on this. That would have been no, more wins yeah, on the season. I think. I think. Max had to get like third or worse for Checo to take the, take the points. 
It was, what? I think it was second without fastest lap for Checo to take the points lead. Either yeah, way, got it. It didn't it happen. Clear, yeah. Um, uh, let's talk quickly before we go into the entire race. Uh, give some praise to our boy while we're talking about qualifying to Kevin Magnuson Ooh. in the Haas, putting it in P motherfucking four. And it wasn't like it was completely undeserved, you know, with the whole red flag thing, because the only the only drivers that were on flyers at the time who might have beat him were Max, so he might have started P5. And maybe, you know, shit, I can't remember who was flying at the time. One of the Astons or a Mercedes might have gotten caught out. But there was a minute and a half left. Who knows if they would have even been able to do it. But both Haases were flying in quality, setting high times. Nico was setting good times. K-Mag set that absolute flyer, puts it P4. The excitement when he pulled into the garage was the same as when he got a uh, pole when he started, you know, started pole in the sprint race at Interlagos last year. Yeah, it was cool to see another weekend where at the end of Q2 or Q1, it was the entire field was only separated by a second and yeah. it was 1.2 seconds or whatever. All 20 so, cars. So it's cool to see, you know, so within that, there's a lot of uh, opportunity for the field to be mixed up, which yeah. is what we got. It so. was good. I, I was, there was something about this weekend the whole time. Like it had a feel of excitement. Yeah. I don't know what it was. High vibes all around. Yeah. Like yeah. In, I, after last year's Miami Grand Prix, I was kind of like, this shit's not going to last. I didn't see Miami being a mainstay. They can do it like this every year. Hey, baby. Bienvenidos again. Um, so the race itself, we have Checo starting from Fernando. Should we start maybe from the back and work our way up? Yeah, yeah, let's do it let's that let's way. Let's do that. So, so hometown hero, Logan God's Sargent. God. Any thoughts on... What happened to him this weekend? Um, well, nothing really happened to him. He just didn't have a good weekend. Yeah, I, I, I said this in our text earlier. I feel like all the attention he got this weekend mm-hmm. for him being hometown hero, having his family and friends and media and everything. Sure. I think it was. You think it was too much for too him? Too distracting. Yeah. Maybe I didn't feel like F one itself, like F one media coverage, was giving him too much attention. Mm-hmm. You know. And that's the media that I pay attention to. I don't know about, like, local Florida media, if they were, you know, which I imagine they probably were, mm-hmm. especially with the Panthers being in town, literally playing today. We're watching them right now. Uh, so that, you know, you have, just have a lot of Florida hype. Sure. Um, so maybe, like, locally there was a lot of pressure on him. Um, his walkout, because they did that, you know, the typical what's becoming the typical American walkout um, <laughs> sports style, Kind of like boxing-esque. Epic intro. Uh, yeah. yeah. Um, with, with, we didn't will, even talk about that. Yeah, we, Will I Am should conducting. We, should we talk about this before we get into the race? Or? Yeah, let me let me just make this point first about Logan Sargent. He, he was the only one to get on mic for his intro. I don't know if you noticed that. No. It was So LL Cool J was doing the announcement. <laughs> 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 F1 is going to really regret giving the United States all these races because oh this shit God. is getting cartoonish. So um, I fucking love it at this point. Um, we'll talk a little bit more about what I am in a sec. Um, but so they do all the announcements, you know, driving for the Haas team. It's so-and-so. And, and they got to Logan Sargent. It was like the hometown kid driving in his first uh, U.S. Grand Prix, U.S.-based Grand Prix from Sarasota, Florida, whatever, Saratoga whatever it is, and uh, he's the only one who got on, grabbed the mic and was like, America! <laughs> 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 How we doing? 
and I don't know if it was just because there weren't any mics to pick up the audience. Yeah, it but was it was dead silent. It was dead silent, and oh I was like, God. "Oh man, this is this is not going to go well for him." And it already hadn't been going well for him. Poor kid qualified P twenty in his home race, his very first one, first American driver in fifteen plus years. And I mean, did you hear his his radio when they told him where he plays in qualies? No, I've never. I haven't really seen him. He's kept his cool for the majority yeah. of the you know his intro to F one. And he was just like, P20? Really? Oh, you could just hear how gutted he was. Yeah. And you know, you know, he's not going to climb. I mean, yeah, it's tough. When you compare him to to Alex, you know, yeah. it's, it's, it's hard to, it's hard to see him not getting anywhere near the same pace. Yeah. And it's, and it's not. I don't think it's time to, like, start judging him. No. And to say, like, uh, you know, like, there are other rookie drivers who I think we can be critical of. You know, like Nick DeVries. I have been the past few weeks. But with with Logan Sargent, it's his rookie year. He's straight out of F2. So it's not like he had a bunch of uh, support series experience. And he's driving in a Williams. That car, you know, it has... It has gotten better its straight line speed has gotten better its overall power has gotten a lot better but it's still a williams alex albon if anything is just pushing it to the limit yeah but he should still be up there at least battling with devries yeah you know i mean today today's race like i think he he had some damage early yeah, he on got, he got he taken was like out the second lap second or third lap he was the first person to pit Got a wing, uh, front wing change, and then went on the hard super early. I think he pitted after his first lap because him and DeVries came together, I think, because one of them got squirrely, and then he had damage to DeVries, the front I know plate. DeVries hit Lando, and then I don't know where. He had to have been involved in that yeah, because maybe. it was the front, I think it was the right front end plate of his uh, front wing. Yeah, let's go back and watch. Yeah, um, but so he had to pit early. He was the first one to pit, and then that put him 20 seconds back on the rest of the pack for the entirety of the race, and at that point. It, yeah, at that point, there was, like, no no coming back. I mean, he finished, like, <laughs> so far back. See, DeVries, trying looking at the final res, final results, DeVries, because he was a back a lap already, DeVries was 88, 89 seconds back off the lead. So, and he was at least another 20 seconds and back from Astrid, that. Yeah. So, Only two lappers. I, I didn't even see um, the lappers at any point in this race. I don't even know what, what lap... Uh, Max and Checo overtook them, but mm-hmm. damn. So moving up to the other rookies. Well, uh, hold on. Before we do uh, that, you want to talk about oh, the uh, intro? Yeah. The intros. Oh my God. So for one, it was, I mean, it was amazing to see, you know, it is it's as to be expected for any American uh, spectacle. Yeah. You know, especially, I don't know where the, the Miami Dolphins uh, collaboration came into play, but it seemed like oh, there was a lot of that this weekend with the the combines that they were running on Friday, and then uh, you know having all the Miami Dolphins players in the in the paddock on Saturday, and then uh, the cheerleaders there for the intro with the uh, with the the football field. Yeah. Uh, well, I mean, it, it is their home field, so there's there's that obvious connect. Yeah, that's where the Miami Dolphins play, Hard Rock Stadium. Really? So the yeah, the paddock was actually on the field. Well, I know that that that's. I didn't think that that's where the di- that stadium seems small for the 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 Dolphins to play there. Yeah, I could be wrong. Either way, 
it's just some corny U.S. Miami shit to be like, let's just let's just completely inject everything else about this city. Where, I guess you're right. That's yeah. It, see, it seems small to me though. I, I'm a, I'm a terrible judge of size. Capacity is sixty five thousand, so I guess yeah, maybe it's just it's a pretty decent more. size. Yeah, it was kind of cool to see that this year though with the paddock inside the yeah, yeah, that was cool. They had the you know everybody just yeah. walking around on the astroturf. Um, but it is goofy. Even the cool down room. Did you notice they had the jerseys hanging in the locker room? <laughs> they had dressed the cool down room like a locker oh my room. God. Um, and then they had each driver's yeah. jersey. How many jerseys do you think they actually printed out? You think they printed out twenty jerseys? Sure, why not? Maybe <laughs> just give them to the driver at the end. Yeah, it's a, a little a gift, a yeah. parting gift. Yeah. I mean, there's. I wouldn't be totally shocked to find out that they only printed out Verstappen, Alonso, and and Perez. Um, somebody, I think, made a comment, too. They were like, do you think they set that up before the race even started? But yeah, so those goofy goofy player or driver intros. Um, El, I don't know who wrote them. If it was, uh, <laughs> I don't know. It was, there, it was just was really funny. But funny it, the reaction on, on Twitter was my favorite because it seemed like everyone across the <laughs> all of Twitter, Twitter universe, F1 Twitter universe, all agreed how cringe the entire thing was. It was. Yeah. But it was it was super cringe, but it was also fun because it was different. Yeah. It was, and it was like having gone to a couple races, you do want to you want the local flair. Sure. Like in Mexico, it's it you are one hundred percent in Mexico. Yeah. Right? And in Austin, it's all barbecue and all this shit. And like I kind of complained about it. It was Texas was a little bit lackluster. Like it, it didn't feel like it could have been any anywhere you know what i mean mm-hmm. um so like i felt like they could have done a little bit more like leaning into yeah. some u.s shit miami went hard miami yeah ll cool j doing the announcements and then he was giving these driver introductions that were cracking me up too because uh-huh. he was like he gave nico hulkenberg one that was like the man they call hulk for his aggressive and fast driving style <laughs> like <laughs> I don't think uh, nothing against Nico, but I don't think anybody's ever said that no. those are two characteristics of Nico. Yeah. If anything, it would have been like the man they call Hulk for his reliable and sustainable driving style. <laughs> the man they call Hulk because of his last name. Because it's the first four <laughs> letters of his last name. Oh my god! Um, super funny. And then Lewis goes out and gives him a big old hug in, in like Lewis fashion, just being the fucking ham that he is. Yeah, um, definitely then, star of yeah. the weekend, Lewis. Yeah. Oh, yeah, dude, yeah. Lewis was relishing in it. Yeah. Walking in, a lot yeah. of great, a lot of great looks, a lot of fits. So many throwing different a lot outfits. of fits. I'll say. He showed up uh, to the paddock one day, and he was wearing these big, giant, like bulky boots and one of those weird, baggy, yeah, you know, one tone outfits that he wears. And it looked like he was struggling to walk. <laughs> like, at what point do you just show up to work in sweats? Like, you can get, a, you can wear whatever you want, Lewis. You don't have to look like a video game character. Every single time. I, this would be the one race to get away with it. Look at what you and I are wearing right now, you know? This would be the one time to wear something goofy, but Lewis does it race in and race out. I mean, I don't know if you saw what he was wearing today, but that was that seemed the ultimate goofy. What was it? It was like full on like sequin, like No. Like yeah, it was it was a good I one. only saw him in his race suit. I mean that's Lewis though. Uh they he Cool J had stopped Max too. I forget what he said about him. He had some intro like called him like the magic man or something <laughs> god i wish i had remembered what magic it was max 
but he was like, then he stops Max and he's like, Max, just a second ago, I called you the magic man. Oh, yeah. Can we expect to see some magic on track from you today? And Max was just like, yeah, sure. I hope it, you know, I hope it's a good day. I'm not going to be starting from the best position, but, you know, hopefully it'll be a good day. And then I look, just had to be like, I hope it's a good day too, brother. <laughs> and then Will I Am. Uh, Let's save Will I Am's uh, interview for the end, for okay. the end but yeah, he yeah. was conducting yeah. the orchestra, which he talked. It was beautiful ad nauseum about at the end of the race but let's let's save that for the post you know we'll wrap the race up and then get into that um okay. back of the pack uh so we we touched on logan uh finishing in 19th with Os- oscar mm-hmm. piastri oscar piastri non-existent all weekend yeah i i heard in the post-race interviews that he was struggling with a like a break issue so he was kind of managing that that was all weekend or just in the race just in the race oh. so i don't know what that says about uh his uh qualifying uh-huh. performance but i think l.a cool j called him the australian wonder boy <laughs> in his intro i'm never gonna forget this i have to i'm gonna have to go through and rewatch that introduction just so i can note everybody's introduction the only one i um i missed was george russell's i was in the bathroom and I'm, i kind of i pinched it off real quick and came rushing out just so i can see what a cock he was gonna look like walking out and then you said i thought they missed charles for some reason but did they show him? Yeah, I think so. I, I remember hearing something about the only driver from Monaco. Yeah. Anyway. Yeah. So after Piastri, we have... Nick DeVries. Obviously. Yeah. Not not too surprised about this. Yeah. I feel like with how well Yuki's been doing, you know, I know they're struggling with the car. It's either, it's either Yuki's outperforming where the car is at or Nick is not really up to speed yet i think it's a little bit of both i think okay. nick devries you know agree. we talked about this last week uh i think he is he's going through similar to like what we were talking about with logan he's gripping the steering wheel too tight he's overthinking things and now that he's also like in a comfortable position of you know being there full time instead of like having nothing to lose he has something to lose. He has his seat to lose. Sure. Yeah. When he impressed everybody last year, he had literally nothing to lose. It was just go out and drive. And there was not a lot of expectation. Exactly. Yeah. Now he's got Helmet Marco looking over his shoulder. He's in he's in meetings with the teams. They're going over data. And so he's got a lot of swirling thoughts and numbers in his head on what he should be doing, which is what every driver has to do. So he's just got to go through it for a little bit. You know, Yuki had the same issue when he came in. And that AlphaTauri is also a tractor. Mm. I think it's not getting talked about enough just how bad that car is. Yeah, they're in a bad spot right now. But, yeah. but uh, you know, I feel like Nick still needs to kind of put in some performances that impresses people, you know, yep. in, in, on the team to to really earn a spot again for next year. But. I think if he doesn't, I, I'm, I'm going to ride it out till the end of the season. If he doesn't start uh, at least finishing, you know, near the mid-pack, he's going to lose that seat. Yeah, I mean... It may not even be like directly results related, but just like in terms of context of where the car yeah. can perform. So, and in ton- in context know. of longevity, he's already twenty nine years old. How long do they want to hold on to him for? He's How long do they want seven? Is he twenty seven or twenty nine? He's twenty seven. Oh, okay, still, you know, yeah, he's he's not the Max youngest is driver. Two years yet. younger than that. Yeah. So, how long do they want to hold on to him and develop him? Because he's only got maybe five years. Total left in F1, that's like the average, you know, drivers will retire in their early 30s, early to mid-30s. He's yeah. not going to be around forever. They don't want to spend too much time when they can bring up um, 
Iowasa or, or Liam Lawson. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I feel like he's still all things. If, you know, unless this the rest of the year goes really horrible, he's got at least another season to prove himself fully. But I'm not there yet. Yeah, we'll see. Uh, so next on the grid and 17th, we had Lando Norris. God damn. His, the tone of his voice in the post-race interview was pretty sad. I it didn't was, hear it. I think he's broken. He's He needs he, out so bad. He's really struggling. Uh, you know, he he's just a bit downtrodden by the, the position that they're in sure. with that car. And, and he wants to be optimistic, I think, but... At, at the same time, it's tough. He's a happy-go-lucky dude, so he, it's hard to see. You know, you can yeah, really yeah, tell when he's not feeling it. Yeah, he's not great at hiding it. You know, and it's it's hard to be in a position like him because, you know, he's the 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 word or there's a lot of hype around him, yeah. and there has been a lot of hype, and there's a lot of potential that he has, but potential can only get you so far, right? You know, so he needs the team and and the machinery underneath him to really get shit done and they're not doing it at all and i mean it also goes like it's not it's not a lando issue because if you you look at oscar piastri also finishing 19th and just the absolute inconsistency that that team has had they've been at the bottom in the middle back to the bottom they'll show a lot of good speed and practice and quality be up there with the top teams but you know within you know five places of the top and then just in the race itself just completely lose it yeah, I don't know what is going on at McLaren, but it, it's this been one of the storylines of the season. Lando Norris, also Miami. He nobody probably hates this race more than Lando Norris. Max loves it. Lando hates it. He DNF last year. He gets seventeenth this year. He's got the best helmet game in Miami. He did have my favorite helmet. He had both years. Yeah. Last year he had the basketball. This year he had a uh, beach ball. The beach ball. I think the beach ball was better than the yeah. basketball. Did you see the sure. detail on the back of it? Well, no, I missed it. It was the detail of the beach ball was so exact that it even had, you know, like when you open up a beach ball and it has that plastic warning. Yeah, yeah. Like, you know, don't s- swallow plastic. Yeah. Also, like some of the ingredients in this are known to cause cancer and can be harmful. Uh, like like the nicotine warning that they had on the side of the car. On the Velo, yeah. yeah. <laughs> it had, that was funny. I almost thought that was fake at first. I know, me too. But, but uh, his helmet had that warning graphic printed on it. Yeah. Just like a real beach ball would. And it, obviously it was just for the joke of it. Not sure, like, yeah. You know, no driver's going to be wearing a toxic chemical on their head. It was good though. Um, Moving up the ranks. 16th, uh, Joe Guan Yu. Is this kind of what we expected? Yeah. This is, I mean, par for the course at yeah. the past few weeks. Yeah, not going to be expecting too much from the Alfa Romeos. Definitely not the back of the pack, but definitely not anywhere near the, the top of the midfield. They so. started out so strong. We talked about this last week, but they looked like they could have been, you know, one of the stories of the season, and now they're back into form of... Yeah, I'd, I'd love to get a little more uh, insight as to where they're at developmentally and kind of why they've been fan, like struggling. But yeah, he was pretty much, I don't know, I don't remember where he uh, qualified, where he went out, uh, but he was pretty much non-existent all weekend. He got through to Q2 and uh, finished 14th, so he ended up... Uh, right on the cusp. So he moved back two places from where he qualified. So. Lost two, okay. 
so, that all checks out. Yeah, above him in 15th was Nico. This Haas. is a surprise that he finished so far back because he had qualified, what, P10? Uh, I think he was 13th, 12th. Oh, I thought they both made it into Q, Q3. No, it was just, no. So K-Mag, uh, yeah, K-Mag made it further into, into Q3. Uh, Nico was out in, uh, in Q2 uh, with a 12th. They were both showing a lot of really good speed. Mm-hmm. Over the weekend, I thought this could be their, their uh, you know, their big giant upset weekend. And in a way, it kind of was. I think Kev finished P ten, right? He got a point for the team. Yeah, yeah, that's he, good. He, he had to work for it, but he managed to. Uh, he did. We'll talk about that when yeah. we get to him. But um, but yeah, had, Nico starting on the hard, doing the alternate strategy that mm-hmm. some of the other people are doing. Ultimately, I guess maybe showed to be the worst of the two strategies. Starting on the hards. Starting on the hards. Yeah. Except for. Except for Max. He's he's the exception that breaks the rules. That's why they write songs about him. Yeah. Um, the hard tire, though, was quick. one of the stars of the weekend. It was quick. Not a single driver put on softs, and I don't think many of them had them. I think Lewis was the only driver that had a fresh pair of softs available to him. But other than, you know, practice runs and maybe some hot laps in quali, nobody used softs in the race. And there was a chance that we might have seen some intermediates and uh, some wet tires come out. That would have been fun. Did you hear, before we move on, did you hear that uh, teams had uh, spotters positioned on Miami Beach? Oh, really? Yeah. Looking to watch the weather? Just literally rain, feeling for rain so that they can go, yep, it's drizzling here. Yeah. Because that's, I guess, where the forecast was coming from. So okay, as soon as yeah. it got to them, they had people just literally chilling on the beach. That makes that makes sense. You yeah. know, in Florida, even if there's like no uh, forecast for it, like yeah. it can rain at any time, and you, so it, you got to be quick on uh, on you know being able to like judge when it's going to happen. Man, so that yeah. would have really set things on fire. That uh, would have been great. Yeah, Alex Albon, fourteenth. That's where he finished. That's where he finished. Where did he start? He started. He, he qualified. He made it to Q three. No, no, he was out in Q two. He qualified eleventh. So still, man, there's something about like he, he. I'm starting to lose faith in him. He has been consistently one of my favorite drivers, but his like race craft is really lacking. He'll put in great times in practice, and then he'll put in. He'll really push that car to the edge in quali over that one lap pace. But it's almost like he kind of punks out during the race. Like he was going, he was in a tight pack with three or four other cars and they wanted him to continue pushing his pace. And do you, do you remember what he yeah, said over the radio? He was like, the, the I don't tires like this. Weren't gonna, yeah. Tires weren't going to hold up. What tire was he on at that point? I think he was on the hards. Okay. Pretty sure he was on the hards, but you were racing at that point. You know, it's not like you were pushing pace solo with a 15-second buffer in between each car in front and behind you. You were in the middle of a pack of cars. Push your pace. Yeah, I mean, it's it's tough. It's hard to say whether it's it's solely on him or if it's, you know, him being... I mean, maybe they're starting to face a lot of deg in the Williams, but... Man, I just want success from Alex. I had him on my fantasy team this yeah. this week, so there's added emphasis there. I just wish he had a little bit more dog in him. Yeah, 
I mean, you know, he's he's definitely he's definitely strong, but I don't know if he's gonna have like the the aggressiveness to like get the little extra little bit yeah. out of the car. But some sometimes uh, you just have to kind of play it safe and uh, and just get to the end yeah. of the race. <laughs> I I do a hundred percent. Yeah, and I I do think he's pushing the car to yeah. its limit. I do think he's leading the team great. It's just that, oh man, I want, I just want a little bit more out of him. And, and again, like you said, I don't know if it's it's him, or if it's just the team in the car that's that where that little extra is lacking. But yeah, I mean, oh well, P12 he's been shown he's been shown to be able to like get the car up into like sixth in a qualifying. <laughs> you know what I mean? And like in practice and stuff for, for moments at a for time, moments you know? and yeah. getting it up there. Like to me, that's it shows that he's like. He's such a great driver, but like to be able to convert that to like a race pace is obviously really tough. Yeah. So, um, moving on to the thirteenth, we had Valtteri Bottas. Um, hey, look who uh, actually <laughs> put in a decent drive. I think this weekend, maybe not, you know, anything to write home about, but yeah, definitely better than the Baku situation. Absolutely, you know? he at least seemed to kind of show up. Yeah. Um, yeah, and who knows, maybe the little bit of like contact that was directly behind him gave mm-hmm. him just enough a gap for the rest of the race to hold on to P13. Where did he start? Qualified in 10th, so he moved back as well. Yeah. And then he kind of got screwed by the red flag because he didn't even get a chance to, he didn't even get a lap in in qualifying because of the red flag. So, Oh, he never got a Q3 lap in? Yeah, yeah it's not DNS. like he would have moved yeah. up. DNS did not start. So, I mean, uh, that's probably almost a blessing. You know, he probably would have ended up moving Saved back. the soft tires. <laughs> yeah. Uh, 12th place, Lance Stroll. That one surprised me. Lance Stroll did not look to be in form at all this weekend. Yeah, he just kind of had a rough weekend altogether, didn't he? Where did I don't he... know what it was. Yeah, only getting 18th in qualifying. Yeah. I mean, it good on him for, for moving up. Sure. And and getting to 12th, I mean, not too far outside points. Let's see, he was less than two seconds away from Magnuson at the end for points. So, Yeah, I mean, I knew when he qualified 18th. I knew he was going to climb, but still it was just weird to be, you know, for him to be starting that far back. Yeah, it was, it was kind of tough to see, uh, you know, especially for my fantasy team this week, but... Uh, yeah, me too. It, it was kind of it was funny to see uh Fernando shouting out uh Lance. I don't know where it was in the race, but he's like It was later. Yeah, he was like, uh, what place was Lance in? And they said uh twelfth or whatever. And yeah. he was like, Oh, great move on in turn one. Yeah, great move in turn one. <laughs> uh there was a he talked about that in the post race oh, interview. He? he he had said that there was a giant screen right there. So he had been watching the race every time he went by and he said yeah. that he had just seen Lance passing that's yeah. so funny but that's like i mean we were texting about this that's just more of alonzo you know brown nosing well i mean that's him being a team player right like he knows his teammates is it further back in but like him saying that and i mean i don't know if they actually pass the message along right but if you're lance and you're hearing like oh uh alonzo says good move yeah like in the middle of the race, like I, that would be that has to be some kind of confidence boost for him. Yeah, you know 100%. what I'm saying. And like, I there's nothing bad that comes from it. No, but I don't I don't fully buy that Alonzo isn't isn't aware that we know 
that he know that you know what I mean that we know that he's a troll and that there's a little bit of comedic value to him doing shit like that. Yeah, there's just I mean, something maybe a funny bit. about Alonzo being so nice to Lance Stroll. <laughs> yeah. In, in, in any different situation, it's like yeah. there's no reason for him to be nice to him. I can't remember a time when Alonzo yeah. was like a good, a, what you would call a good teammate to anybody. Yeah. But now he is all of a sudden. All of a sudden. And, and it's just funny. Yeah. And because he's just Fernando Alonzo, it just makes it even funnier. Uh, so Yuki, your boy. Let's go. I'm so, I'm, I'm so proud of Yuki. Like, 11. I don't know if it's because... He in the beginning of the season he was worried about DeVries making him look bad, mm-hmm. but this season he's just really like he's driving his ass off, driving his ass off. He's minimized the mistakes that mm-hmm. we've been seeing the past couple of seasons, and just really coming into his own. You yeah. know, and it's it just it just makes me so happy. Here's a little rumor for you. Yeah. So let's say, well, Checo's on what? He's got one more year on his contract. Uh, something like that. How long until Yuki Tsunoda takes that seat, and then we have a completely br- we have a brand new team of Liam Lawson and Iwasa at AlphaTauri? Is it at the end of Checo's next contract? Jeez, oh, I don't know. Can uh, do, do you think we ever see Yuki Tsunoda in the Red Bull seat? How about that? I, there's there was a, a quote floating around uh, not that long ago from Helmut Marco saying yeah. that he's, he's been praising him. So it's not, it wouldn't surprise me that much, but you know, it's at this current moment in time, it's hard for me to see any belts other than uh Checo in that seat. Yeah. But in a year or two, like when things change, you know, it would be amazing to see what he could do. Right. Yeah. Like if, if they if took he, Checo out of that seat, it would be so controversial. Yeah. I mean, you know, Checo's just been driving so well. It's hard to, you yeah, know, it's, that's hard, what I'm saying. It's, it's hard to say like, okay, would anybody else do better? You know, I don't know that. And like, I mean, if you have this guy who's finally challenging Max, it would be a controversial thing for them to take that driver away from that seat. You know yeah. what I mean? Yeah. Uh, but I do want to see, like you're about to say, I, I would love to see Yuki Tsunoda in that Red Bull car. I want to see everybody in that car. Yeah, that just, thing is such a beast. Everybody, yeah. every driver on the grid should get the chance to drive it at the end of the year. Yeah, just as an equalizer, to be able to see everybody put yeah. like a, a few laps in that car. And Everyone just, yeah. except George Russell. <laughs> he doesn't deserve it. Yeah. He's talked so much about that car. It should be a keep my fucking car's name out of your mouth situation. He's just, he's just salty. He's, yeah. So moving along, our, our boy K-Mag, 10th, getting a point. Getting he that got point. a point. He, he got a point. He got a point. I was, he did fight for it. I was so happy for K Mag to be starting in P4 and then off the line, he got such a bad jump. Yeah, really, really didn't. uh, I think he could have fought for maybe a few more points if it wasn't for his start. Yeah, I think he lost like three spots in the first lap. Yeah, so he got a really bad start. Yeah, if, if he was able to hold on to fourth or fifth a little bit longer, he, he could have, you know. I mean, he was in trouble right away. He had uh, both Mercedes, no, not both Mercedes, uh, but he had the Mercedes of George Russell and then the Ferrari of Carlos Sainz all around him, right? Yeah. Who started P3? Can we go to, I can't even was, see with was, these sunglasses on. <laughs> it was Carlos. Carlos started P3? Yeah. 
Yeah, so he had Gasly and George Russell all over him, and then Charles Leclerc. Um, that's what I want to focus on with talking about K Mag today is he he put cement shoes on Charles Leclerc's season today. He really, really just made. I mean, we've been talking about Charles Leclerc's rain cloud over his head for the entirety of this season, right? Watching him go wheel to wheel and lose out, not once, twice, but twice to Kevin Magnuson in the Haas, really just put a fucking dagger in the heart of any, not even, obviously he's not winning the championship, but like the hopes of even like recovering the season into something to be proud of. It looked like it was just pulled out from underneath Charles Leclerc. And it's not to take away anything from Kevin Magnuson. I'm saying this to build him up. He went wheel to wheel, lost out on the position with Charles Leclerc, got back into his slipstream, went into the DRS zone, passed him again. I was hollering. I was watching it in this studio. I was mm. fucking standing up, still shirtless, screaming my head off. Charles Leclerc gets around him again, and K-Mag still doesn't give it up, goes back at it, loses it again, gives it another look, and then just simply doesn't have the pace. But goddamn, was I happy to see K-Mag doing that. Was I happy to see K-Mag not doing what everybody expects the slower cars to do? Just get and out just of the way. Get out of Try the way. Try to conserve your tires a little bit, maybe. No, man. That. They realize, like, the Haases looked good. This is a giant stepping stone for them this week. They looked phenomenal all week, and that was uh, icing on the cake. Mm. It was uh, it was really cool to see. You know, it's was, it's was, it was good to see Haas back up there in the points. They yeah. deserve it. After especially after uh, you know the qualifying finish, you know, it's like you want to see this, them get, at least be able to convert that into some points. You and know? hopefully, yeah. this can be a learning situation for them too, because I don't think they had the best tire strategy. No, they, you no. know, both of their drivers fell back a little bit um, after showing good speed all weekend, but still, it's it's like a, a bright spot because they kind of out. They outdid themselves in where they qualified and, and where they showed their speed in practice, but that little fight right there should be a giant confidence booster for Kevin Magnuson and the Haas team as a whole. It was beautiful. If it wasn't for Max going super max and charging up the field eight places in just, I mean, astounding Max fashion, Kevin Magnuson would have been my driver of the day. I, I'll still give him my vote. I don't know who ended up winning the fan vote. Probably Max, I would assume. But Kevin Magnuson also put on a show. It's it's interesting considering yeah. somebody that fell back a bunch of places. But I know yeah, he fell back weird. six places. Sometimes you know in F one you can't just judge things solely be, off the numbers, right? Because so, of that little yeah. battle right there, and yeah. and the heart, yeah, that he showed. I mean, just how cool was that seeing Charles get passed by K Mag and uh, Hamilton at the same time? Oh my God, that three way battle was beautiful. That was amazing. Like down that straight, all three, or it was. No, it wasn't Hamilton. It was Max. Was it Max? Yeah, it was Max. It was Ma oh, okay, maybe it was Max. Max opened up the DR. I mean, he. Oh, made yeah, it was. Both. Yeah, yeah, it definitely was Max. That that was like a real show of that Red Bull's DRS speed. Yeah, that was it. Was so cool because Max was Max was behind both of them. And then they kind of went three wide a little bit. Mm -hmm. Max joined that fight. Flap opens up, and he was like, see you both. Yeah, they both went on either side. Yeah, and, yeah. it was great. That's, yeah. I mean, that's why you watch F1 is those those moments right there. Like, just the look of it when the cars split behind each other and, and everybody just kind of knows what to do and or takes their position. Ugh. Yeah. Okay.
Okay, maybe uh, these next two, we can do them together. Eight and nine. We got Pierre Gasly, eight. Esteban Ocon, nine. Merci. Definitely a way better showing from Alpine this weekend compared to last weekend. Um, uh, Esteban was running the hard, hard tire, Mm -hmm. long strategy, which he, amongst Max, maybe seemed to be the only one that really, like, had that work out for them. I don't know. See where did where did Esteban? Pierre started P five. I think Esteban started P eight. Yeah. yeah. So he he only lost one place. Yeah. Pierre Pierre was running in the beginning of the race. I was like super proud. He was like in fourth, hanging in right behind Signs, and then around like yeah, he was one of the guys that got right around K Mag. Yeah, off so, the jump. Yeah, off the jump, and then um, I don't know what it was like. Maybe twelve to fifteen laps in. Yeah. He just started to fall off a little bit on pace and. And then uh, in the post-race interviews, he was talking about how, at the end, how he was really frustrated. You know, he got passed by uh, Charles and then Lewis um, kind of towards the end. Now he was uh, wanting to fight them off, but Mm -hmm. they were... uh, Had to think better of it. Well, they had to to conserve fuel a little bit, so he wasn't able to... He had to kind of let off, and that kind of was the reason for him losing a couple places there Mm. towards the end. So could have been a better finish, but... Is what it is. Wow. So he must have been really hammering the the pedal in the early Earlier on. on, probably. Yeah. I mean, you know, it's hard to say uh, what was different about their setup. I know Mer- for whatever reason, Mercedes had a little bit more fuel towards the end. That's why they were able to push a little bit more. Their car's probably a lot lighter than Mercedes. It's yeah, got so sure. much less body to it hmm. than everybody else. Yeah. I mean, I don't know. Something to look into. Yeah, I mean that's. I think that's why Ferrari sings so much. Deg, the body of their car is huge. It's got a way more. It's also getting more downforce than yeah, something I mean, like the Mercedes. All, I mean, yeah, I don't know, like what. I know there's a the weight limit. There's so. a window yeah. that they have to all fall within. I think. Um, yeah. And I would just. I don't know anything about the mechanics of that. Just on assumption, I'm saying. Yeah. But something yeah, something to look into though. Um, better weekend for Alpine for sure. Yeah. So seventh, Charles Leclerc. Started seventh, finished seventh. It's a wash, I think. After the his Friday Saturday, he, he should be thankful that it didn't end up worse. Yeah, P <laughs> seven yeah. is a respectable position to finish in. It's a respectable position to start in, but he had also moved up at certain points, and and when you end up in P seven because of you know degradation caused and and loss of pace because of a battle with a Haas, man. It's got a sting. I don't. I don't want to spend too much more time harping on Chuck, because uh, he's he's had a bad enough he's, as it he's is. He's had enough. <laughs> I mean, other than that, it was probably a fine race for him. But that was just the highlight. And and again, he does he did get around it. Mm-hmm. He got around the Haas. So good on him. It was just rough for him, but great for Kev. You know. Yeah. So ahead of him, uh, sixth place, Lewis Hamilton. Lewis. Was complaining at one point. Yeah, he at one point he didn't think he was going to finish the race. Yeah, he he thought he might have gotten some damage uh, in the front, his front right, early on in the race. Yeah, uh, and then like ten or fifteen laps after that, I saw he was climbing the entire pack because he started what P twelve. He didn't make it into Q three. Yeah, he gained. He start? Yeah, he he was another one that kind of got they got screwed out by the. Uh, by the red flag. Red flags. But he didn't even make it. No, he didn't even make it into Q3. Uh, um, yeah, he was 13th. Wait, 
Yeah, so he did make it into Q2. Yeah, he was the he kind of got screwed out by a he he went out too late. Right. Uh and didn't get a chance he he kind of was screwed up a little bit by traffic, didn't get a chance to get like a second run in yeah. towards the end of Q2, so that was the, you know, that Mer- I don't know, Mercedes strategy problem or or what, but he was didn't get off to the greatest start, but uh, you know, I think he held it, held it in there, and uh, did what he had to do. Got some points for the team, and uh, should, should, you know, I know he wasn't happy about having to give up a place to George. <laughs> but, yeah, uh, well, he had a great quote, you know, because George was wanting to get by, um, and Lewis was like, "I'll he can he can go around me if he wants, but I'm not gonna give up the position." Sure, yeah. I don't know when they got that radio that sound bite because it was immediately after that he completely basically yeah, parked it yeah, and know. let George go right around him. I'm sure there was a, a, a response from pit wall. There was a little, yeah, we didn't get to hear that. It would. I'm surprised at how much, uh, how much of a good teammate Lewis has been like he, cause he's kind of let George really take charge. I don't think he's really had a, choice you know I th- he's not he's just not going to do anything that's going to detriment the team yeah you know? so. he's not going to go he's not going to fight yeah and put the team in jeopardy but also you know we've harped on him a lot good on george for uh, having to make the team make that decision yeah carlos signs fifth place starting off in third yeah surprising like i don't know if he's looking better because charles is looking worse but he's He's putting in better performances than Chuck week after week. Is this his best finish this year? Uh, if it's not, it's definitely one of them. He might have gotten a P4. He hasn't been on the podium yet, that's for sure. Let's see. I'm going to look back to Azerbaijan. He finished P5. Fifth. So Australia. Australia. Yeah. 12th oof Saudi Arabia 6th Bahrain he had 4th so okay so not his best finish but close you know it's in there it's where he should be you know I'm considering where the Ferraris are at they don't really have they're still struggling yeah Um, I mean he's doing what he is there to do and, and that's drive consistently yeah I mean just him finishing ahead of Charles I think he should be happy yeah. This weekend. Yeah. Again, like you said about somebody else earlier, not a whole lot to write home about on that one. Mm-hmm. Solid drive. I think it was a lonely drive for him for the most part. I don't remember seeing him really racing anybody outside of the first lap or so. Yeah. So then we then leads us to fourth place, George Russell. Good drive. He moved himself up. Uh, what did he qualify? P8, P7, P6? He qualified sixth. There we go. So one of the few drivers to move up. Solid drive. Solid drive. I Again, mean, consistent. Yeah, you know, it is it is funny to hear about all weekend about how far back or how terrible the Mercedes car is and Toto's. He's not happy with this. Yeah. If we, we had no cost cap, we would have a completely different car, blah, blah, this and that, and then. You know, I I understand they want to be fighting for a podium or fighting for wins every weekend, but you know they're they're in there. They're getting they're closer. Fine. They're in third place. They're in third place. They should be happy. Yeah. 
third, rounding out the podium. This is uh, this is the good shit. Um, Fernando Alonso. Another solid drive from Fernando. There was there was a you know when we were talking about the chaos that could have happened. There was a lot of people I think saying that Fernando had a chance at winning this. Uh, yeah, maybe you know that's the thing is in, in had ra- chaos in, happened. In, yeah, in racing you anything is possible. Sure. So if you're in Fernando's position, you just have to like be in there. Do your laps, not get too carried away, and just be consistent. Mm-hmm. That's why, like earlier on, we were talking. You were like, "Oh, I wonder why he's not pushing as much." Try to get closer to the. Yeah, to, he had to, to hold off. Yeah, Carlos. so uh, but he yeah he had Carlos right behind. He doesn't want to like, you know, he's, there was still a lot of race to go. I think he wanted to just kind of just maintain well, a little bit of because he he was one of the guys that stayed out long longest. Yeah, he on went the long mediums, on the hards, the mediums. Oh, the mediums. Sorry, so. I wasn't saying that I was questioning why he wasn't pushing. I was saying that I wanted him to push because at that point, Max was in second. And mm. if if Fernando was pushing Max, that would have made Max defend instead of just putting on a full charge sure, towards yeah. Checo, which yeah. is what I would have liked. Uh, yeah. But he was too busy fending off Carlos. Yeah, Sanz. and I feel like he, he kind of already knows that, like, he doesn't really have a chance to fight with the Red Probably, Bulls. So I feel yeah. like he's like, I'd rather just you know, kind of manage my and my spot and just kind of lock that in, lock yeah. in that third place. I think he's also, he's just still in that mode of just so happy to be there. You mm-hmm. know, in his post-race interview, somebody, one of the interviewers was like, the, Fernando, fourth podium of the year. And he was just like, yeah, here I am. Yeah. Just happy to be there, happy to be cashing stroll checks. Um, also, I think uh, a lonely race for him as well. I think he spent it outside of, you know, a couple pit windows, the moments where he had to kind of not even really defend Carlos, but just keep the distance, mm-hmm. you know? Yeah, keep, keep him out of DRS and all him. that stuff. Uh, exactly. And then uh, here we go. Sergio Perez. Sergio Perez. It was, it was you know, it was valiant. his. He was primed. Like, the, the cards were set up so that, like, he had a great opportunity mm-hmm. to be able to, you know, potentially win, maybe even take the points lead. But Max is just he did, on one. So. He did everything he could. Let's just combine these two. So it's Sergio Perez in second, Max obviously in first. Checo had a great weekend. He did a phenomenal performance in qualifying. He did just about everything he could uh, to keep that lead. I think had they maybe pitted him a lap or so sooner or a lap or so later, Maybe, you know, just like a little bit different of a tire strategy. It could have worked out, um, but he just slowly but surely every step of the way was losing I don't losing know. I out. feel like he should have pit maybe a little bit earlier because, like, the mediums, I felt like he was kind of losing out pace on he the was mediums compared to the hards because the hards weren't, they were pretty fast and 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 they were and they obviously had the yeah. the capacity also, to go long. So they also opened up over time, like over ten laps, they got even faster. The hotter that tire got, I, it, yeah. So I think you know, had they done something, made that move earlier, he could have had a better shot. But I mean, I don't think there's really much against him. It was just Max was on an absolute yeah. charge. I mean, you know, I was kind of looking at uh, the lap times you can just kind of see that like max was just like consistently yeah that's the, that's the difference between the two of them where checo is 
is good, Max is great. And what makes Max so great is that he's consistently putting in the exact same effort. Checo will kind of fluctuate in his lap times by a few tenths. Max can almost yeah. pinpoint. Baku last week was a bit of an exception. Like Sergio was a little more locked in, yeah. consistent. Well, he rules that track. Yeah, I mean, this week it was, I mean, he's still pretty consistent, but not as consistent as Max was. Yeah. Consistently under that, like, 132. I think Max might have so. just been really on a mission too to cement himself in that, in you know, holding on to the world championship lead because he did something, you know, despite what you guys, what everybody thinks, you know, Max being a dickhead, he usually keeps it pretty cool and he doesn't, he's not boastful. He just has an asshole attitude. But he, after the race, I don't know if you saw it, he got out of his car in Park Ferme stepped down, kneeled down by the front of his car, and he pointed to the number one on the front of it, <laughs> which is not Max-like. He he might be a dickhead in a couple different other ways. He doesn't gloat all that much. He's not a gloatful yeah. type of a guy, you know? Um, So I think he really did want this one. So maybe there was a little bit of added uh, drive for Max to, to really put in that that charge that he did. But uh, it just seemed unstoppable, mm-hmm. you know? I, I I mean, he was making it look like, you know, Checo's usually the guy who can manage his tires perfectly. Uh, Max was looking like the guy who was able to do that this week, you know. Um, so let, what do you want to get into next? Um, we can uh, just tally our bold predictions for, for this weekend and then maybe do, do some for next weekend. Uh, we... Um, we have a week off, right? Uh, oh, yeah, because Mother's Day. Yeah, so we will do... Maybe do those next week. Yeah, we'll we do bold together. predictions uh, the week before okay. the Italian Grand Prix. Or the, so uh, It's not the Italian Grand Prix. It's the uh, Imola. Imola. Emilia Romagna Grand Prix. Um, yeah, so your predictions for this week were that... Sergio, 0-3. Yeah, I mean, both 0-3. You, you had Sergio was going to win. Close. We were going to see a DNF from one of the top teams. Nobody DNF'd. Um, and Part then, of me at the end of that race was really hoping that one of Max's tires would blow out or that he would pull <laughs> something a Something crazy, yeah. Just something nuts. Not even for my bold prediction, but just to shake things up. It was an exciting yeah. race, but man, I just I really wanted Checo to win. I that mean, one. that it could the rain could have been that. Yeah. And that would have it added like another pit stop in for yep. everybody and and you know. Uh, that that brings me like another thing. I I don't know if I don't know if you've thought about this at all, but just the the new tire compounds this year and the new hard tire like seems like the go-to strategy this year is is a one stop with a long run on the hard tire mm-hmm. and and that's I feel like that's where we're going to see every weekend. The hards are just working. They're getting activated and like I said a minute ago, mm-hmm. they're they're opening up as the race goes on. Yeah. I, to me, I feel like the racing would be maybe better to see a little more tire degradation yeah. and kind of forcing two stops. Yeah. Brings a little bit more strategy into play, like yeah, what maybe compound would be play when. And end of the season, probably we'll have to go back to last year's compounds because the hard's just too good. I almost thought for a second that Max was going to um, do his last pit on the last lap and just cross, <laughs> cross the line in the Pull pit lane. Esteban, yeah. Yeah. Uh, uh, yeah, my predictions, I, I thought we were going to see somebody new on the podium. Didn't happen. Didn't it was happen. It may be close. It could have been, you know, I don't know. If, if Carlos, I don't know. It's it is what it is. yeah, Verperallo. I, Hamilton. I wanted to. I, I thought might do better than Russell. Didn't happen. That one was close. I think had there 
had he uh, had the know, qualifying worked out better? Had that worked out, and then I think if he had started his charge a little sooner, because he started making his way up the field order, but had he put in that effort just a little bit sooner instead of complaining that his race was might be over, and I don't know what the fuck was going on mechanically yeah. or whatever, but maybe he would have been able to catch him, but yeah. Uh, yeah, or, or be able to defend him off. Yeah, and then I thought you know maybe. Ooh. Logan would have had his best finish, Ooh. but it turned out to be his worst. So it was his absolute worst of the season. So both of us go zero for three. Yeah, on that. Yeah. So um, overall, I, I I was super excited coming into this weekend, and I feel like we definitely weren't disappointed, or I'm definitely not no. Disappointed, so. I was I was the complete opposite. I was I was ready for another boring Miami Grand Prix, uh, and I thought this was one of the best races of the season. Um, we don't have you and I have been completely lazy when it comes to calculating the bold predictions. Yeah. So we'll get a calculation of who's in the lead. I'm pretty sure you are, but I don't know. I think you're, I don't know. No. no you're, oh, yeah. You, oh, yeah. Well, I, I don't know. It's hard to say because some of my predictions were a little, maybe not as bold as they could have been, but. It doesn't matter. Um, yeah. I think you're up three or four to one. We'll get it. We'll get it calculated by the next podcast. Or if anybody, one of our six or seven listeners wants to do that and then DM us. Yeah. You guys send that in. We'll give you a shout out. How about that? If we don't get it done, then you guys do it. But talking about um, best races of the season, can you bring up our our, uh, ranking? Oh, yeah, best races. Here we go. Here is how I broke it down. So I I moved this up. I currently have it as Australia still being best of the season. Okay. But I have Miami and Jeddah being a 2A and a 2B, followed by Bahrain and Azerbaijan. I feel like... We can, we can set this as Miami two, Jetta three. Yeah, I f- I feel confident. Okay, it's been a while. I might have to go back and watch Jetta again. I really remember enjoying that. Yeah, but I uh, I'm confident in saying that I think overall because of the amount of action that we saw on the track, all the different overtakes, the qualifying. Uh, I think you are right. We can uh, solidify that Miami has been number two. Hey, good on Miami. Yeah. Um, also I have to say Miami also home of one of the, this was probably the, one of the greatest, uh, post-race interviews ever. Yeah, let's, uh, let's close it out with close this. It out. So thank you everybody, uh, for listening. Please be sure to, uh, like, and subscribe. Um, we'll be back next week with, uh, more action, um, some predictions for Imola. And, yeah. Uh, so, uh, thank you very much. Wait, do you want to play the will I am thing? There we go. Whatever would have hit record, I like freaking taking ideas and manifesting them. Love it. Whether it's a song, whether it's a program, whether it's an app like FYI, whether it's like sending a song to Mars, working with NASA, whether it's like erecting a school in the ghetto that I come from, teaching kids robotics and computer science. So the formula to do all that is ambition, audacity, collaboration, magnetism, to be able to have an idea, materialize it. Seems great. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, I didn't know that you were about to play that. Um, I also didn't know prior to you showing me that when you got here. I didn't know that Will I Am is insane. No comment. Okay. Um, if you haven't seen that, watch the full post race interview with Will I Am. It is hilarious. Um, he walks up and, and he goes, Will Buxton says, Will I Am. And then he goes, I am Will. <laughs> <laughs> Which is so stupid. Made me laugh right away. But Will I Am brought to you by Logitech, Time Magazine, Mercedes, Mercedes AMG. Everything he's decked out in this jacket that has every sponsor you can imagine on it, and then he just will not leave the interview after they kind of uh, send him off. And then, but Will Buxton's face during that interview 
is just priceless, and he handles it like such a champ. Goes from that absolute absurd post-race interview and just moves on to the next subject like a champ. Check that out. It's on F1 TV. You'll probably see it floating around Twitter. Guys, this has been Into the Chicane, the post-Miami Grand Prix edition. We will see you guys at the next one. Peace. Holy shit, it's so bright in here.